BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for Yoli Childs, who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars on the hilltop in San Francisco to face the USF Dons. And the Cougars, in my opinion, are coming off one of the most impressive wins of the season, a 74-60 victory at Pacific. And you may be wondering why a win over the Tigers was so impressive. Well, it was how BYU did it. Right before we went on air for pregame on Thursday, we found out that Yoli Childs was going to return to the court and not just play, but start for the Cougars. That was certainly not what we anticipated heading into the game on Thursday. Just having him back, regardless of his production, was going to be a positive thing for BYU. Then the game started, and BYU found itself down 8 nothing. However, BYU did not panic. All they did was go to work. Throughout the course of the game, Yoli found his rhythm. He finished with 26 points and 9 rebounds. And by the way, he's not even 100%, and he hasn't played in over two weeks. And if that wasn't enough, Jake Toulson had a career night scoring 28 points, but getting hot over a five-minute period where he scored 14 points to put the Tigers in the rear-view mirror. The other part about that game, it helped with the log jam for second place in the West Coast Conference. Heading into today, BYU is tied for second with only St. Mary's now at 4-2 and two in the WCC. Now we're on to San Francisco. The Dons overall are 14-7, and seven, one game back of BYU at 3-3 three and three in conference. Frankie Ferrari, you may remember him, he's gone. He's no longer with the Dons. That was a guy that not just caused BYU problems, he caused problems for everybody in the West Coast Conference. But Charles Mineland and Jamari Boyer and Jimbo Lull all picking up the slack, each averaging in double figures. BYU all-time against the Dons had quite a bit of success. 19-8 and all-time against San Francisco. They are 7-5 and at War Memorial Gymnasium. However, the Dons have won the last two meetings against the Cougars. Certainly something the BYU Cougars looking to snap the two-game losing streak to the Dons this afternoon. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Now, today's BYU player interview is with senior TJ Haas, and we mentioned on Thursday that TJ was starting his 122nd straight game as a BYU Cougar, which is tied for the record with former Cougar Jeff Chapman. Greg Rubel talked with Haas after practice yesterday and asked him about his thoughts on breaking the record today against the Dons. Yeah, I I think that's a cool accomplishment. Um, I just feel so blessed to, you know, I've been here for, for four years and to, to play um, for this program, play for BYU, play with so many great guys, it's, it's, been a, it's been an awesome ride and I'm hoping we can you know, finish this thing out tough. You look up and down the roster and you're going to find a lot of guys who've had to miss time, games at some point in their career for whatever reason. To what do you attribute the fact that you've never had to miss? Uh, I don't know. I, I try and take care of my body on and off the floor. Um, but yeah, like I said, I feel like I've I've been really blessed. Um, you know, there's 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 stuff that happens in basketball that you have no control over that can take you off the floor. And um, you know, I just feel like I've been very fortunate uh, in my time here. Were you ever close 
to missing a start? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think one game I was, I remember I wasn't feeling great, um, but I, I, I was okay to play, so made it through. But other than that, you know, I think it's been it's been pretty good so far. How much responsibility do you and other players take on just that fact alone? That your body is what gives you the right to be able to play the minutes you do and, and, and taking care of it the proper way. Some things you can't control, some things you can yeah, absolutely, and I think it's it's super important that um, you're taking care of your body at all times. You know, as you get older, you start to get aches and bruises a little bit more, um, so you really have to make sure you're doing all you can off the floor to, to be ready to go for a 40-minute game. You're not built like Zion Williamson, so you take some punishment out there. Uh, absolutely. Um, basketball is a, is a physical sport, and especially in this league, especially playing uh, against these teams that we do, they're they're very physical. You know, like we had Thursday against uh, Pacific, just physical games. Um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes that's the way it is. You know, let's go there, Pacific. Uh, how huge to be down the way you guys were in the final ten minutes, and then go on this amazing run to pull away. Yeah, you know, I think uh, this team just continues to battles, continues to battle, continues to you know trust in each other, trust in our coaches. And, you know, I'm really proud of the way we fought last night and, you know, went on that huge run. That was really great. Um, but yeah, I feel really good about this team and where we're at and how we're getting better every single day. It kind of feels like every game has the same thing on the line. Like, it doesn't really change at this point. Yeah, you know, every game, Coach says that every game is the toughest game of the year. And uh, we prepare for every game like, you know, this is, this is going to be the hardest game, the toughest game that we've played all year. And I think that really helps our guys. You can't take any games lightly, uh, you know, especially in this league. And so um, I think uh, a special part of this team is how, how ready we are for every single game and that we bring it every single night. To have Yo go for 26 and then have Jake go for 28 and, and, and even top him a little bit with something, wasn't it? Absolutely. That was that was so fun to, to watch and, and, and be a part of. It's, you know, I really feel like this team is extremely close and we just, we enjoy having, you know, watching other guys have success and I think that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing to be a part of. You're a few points away from entering the BYU career top 10 in scoring. That could happen against USF. Is that something that has some value to you, to be right up there? You're going to pass McKelly Wesley, for example, and, and Yo is right in front of you, and, and you're with some exclusive company. Yeah, to be honest with you, I didn't know that. Um, but, yeah, just trying to do whatever I can to help this team win. And sometimes, Some nights it's scoring, other nights it's not. Um, but whatever I can do to help this team win, uh, I'm going to try and do it. Back to the consecutive starts record for a second. You know that Jeff Chapman held it before you. What do you know about Jeff? Man, I know he was a he was a tough dude, extremely physical. Um, but and I know he played with my dad. I you know I, I don't know I don't know a whole ton. I haven't seen a whole lot of film, but I have heard a lot of great things about him. Do you know BYU's career leader in overall games started is? Uh, I do not. It's Tyler. Is it Ty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys are going to finish up this thing, knock on wood, 1-2, or 2-1, one way or the other. And it's all said and done. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is fun for us. And, and finally, the pregnancy is getting pretty late in the late stages here. What, how are we looking? We're, we're looking at uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So we're hoping everything will go well. That's the induction date as of now. So if, if everything goes as planned, we're looking at Super Bowl Sunday. All right. All the best to you and your wife, and good luck with that, and best of luck against San Francisco. Thanks, Thanks. Chief. Appreciate it, Greg. Look, I don't know where TJ falls in terms of rooting for the outcome of the Super Bowl. Anybody that knows me, follows me on social media, you know I'm from Kansas City originally. I'm a Chiefs fan. 
I'm all about uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I know it's not going to happen, but let's just say that uh, the TJ and his wife they have their baby on Super Bowl Sunday. How about Patrick? I'm just saying. How about just throwing it out there? You know, Patrick Mahomes going to lead the Chiefs to a Super Bowl victory. That may not necessarily be a bad idea if indeed uh, that happens. That the that the, their their child is born on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, certainly, congratulations to them. I was talking with TJ about this a couple weeks ago, and he joined us on BYU Sports Nation. And obviously, they're very excited uh, to be able to have the little one joining their family. Congratulations uh, to to the Hawses. And by the way, what a fantastic opportunity that would be for TJ and for Tyler brothers. Talk about longevity and the most games played, possibly finish one two in BYU history. That, that's unbelievable that you have two athletes from the same family that could have that type of longevity within a program in college basketball is phenomenal uh, appreciate tj taking a few minutes and appreciate greg rubel grabbing that after practice yesterday coming up next we're going to head to war memorial at the sobrano center for our courtside conversation he's back he's back on the broadcast he's joining greg in san francisco we will talk with mark durant next as cougar pregame live continues on the new skin byu sports network Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back in. BYU and San Francisco was an important week for BYU. They started it off on the right foot, beating at Pacific at Stockton on Thursday. Looking to go 2-0 on the week, taking on the Dons today. Let's head to the Hilltop, rejoining the broadcast tonight. Actually, today. And I'm, by the way, I'm digging the afternoon tip-offs. This is not bad at all. Mark Durant back on the broadcast, joining us now from War Memorial at the Sobrato Center. Welcome back, my friend. How are you, Mark Durant? My brother, I'm doing great. It's like a dance club here in the Sobrato <laughs> Center. It's, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. And, hey, I got this for you. Yeah? Instead of Patrick, uh-huh. uh, how about Mahomes for a first name? Do it. Mahomes Haas. Dude, I like it. That could be the greatest name of all time. <laughs> I if I had another kid, his name would be Mahomes. I like it. That's Mahomes Durant. Look, be an all-American. You could do a lot worse than Mahomes. I'm just going to say that. Okay, that would be a cool (laughs) first name. Yes, it would. Well, you know what? Uh, Let's let's discuss this in a little over a week and see how my attitude changes depending on what happens. Well, the Packers have a guy (laughs) named Zadarius Smith. And I'm lobbying hard for a grandchild named Zadarius, Zadarius Durant. All right, well, you let me know how that works out. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my question to you. I I don't know what was more impressive on Thursday. If it was the blowout win by itself, Yoli Child's surprise return to not just play but to play really well, or Jake Toulson taking over, that was as impressive a win as BYU's had this year. That was a great win. It, it is, and it shows, you know, it's a top five win uh, for BYU just by the metrics. And, you know, I've been to that place too many times to ever feel comfortable. It's a, it's a quagmire there, and it was always poorly lit. They finally fixed that, apparently, which maybe helped BYU see the basket to make some baskets. But, I mean, it's just uh, it's a, they play slow and they play hard. And it's, you know, I've just come away too many times disappointed uh, in that gym. So for that team to go and and not only win, but win in a convincing fashion like they did, make a statement down the end, I think that that says a lot about this team. You know, the, the team has been very good 
from you know five six years they've done good things uh but if you want to be different if you want to be special and and special teams i'm talking about a team you know once in every 10 15 year type if you want to be a special team you just got to get those kind of wins and and there's another one here today that they if you if you want to be that special team that one in every 10 or 15 year team you got to get these wins and that was a great first step against pacific and I think will be a good win in the long run. And, you know, Tripp is very good. You did a nice job on him. Uh, they're, they're up and coming. But, yeah, I mean, that was a big win. And I at that first half, Jason, I'm thinking, man, here we go again. And a lot of turnovers, sloppy. Uh, and that, that second half was, was really, really well played. Of course, anytime you have a guy as good as Jake and he gets yeah. hot, he can, he can single-handedly win it. But Yoli was terrific, and the defense was really, really good on, on Pacific's guys. And so a really, really nice win. Well, and we didn't know Yoli was, let alone, you know, start. It play, we thought, you know, we thought it probably wasn't going to happen either. But not only does he play, he starts. We found that out right before pregame started. Like, when, when you know he's going to play, the, the production, you have no idea what to expect. For him to come out with 26-9, and nine, that was unbelievable. That speaks so highly of Yoli Childs. Man, I, I love Yoli. I mean, I know I've, I feel a special connection to him because he's a Bingham kid, played with my son. I've seen him since he was little. He never really was little, but since he was really young. <laughs> and and I think that, that was really impressive to me. Um, you know, I, I think he could play, but getting over that mental hurdle is tough because, I mean, it's that was a serious injury. And it's extremely painful. And you still kind of got the wound there, and you're, you're catching balls. And I remember one play goes up, and, and he gets fouled. He gets hit right over the top of the hand on the ball. I'm like, oh, man, that's got to hurt. And and just being able to have the confidence to, to play, even if the, the pain and the, and the wrapping don't bother you too much, it's just the worry of hurting it again. And you want to you take care of it because you spend the last two weeks just taking such – careful care of it now you're throwing it into this battle against one of the more physical teams in the conference so i thought he was really really good i mean you know he didn't shoot it great he shot it pretty well considering his finger uh but uh you know it's i think watching him warm up today he looks a little bit more fluid in that especially the long shots because that that injury is like right on the, the most important part of that hand for shooting it's really where you, in, in the release, you know, you got yeah. that follow through and you're flipping that finger. So it, it's really tough. But I think one of the good things about it was I, I think Pacific said, well, let's let's not double him for the most part uh, because we don't think he can do what, you know, he normally could. And so he got a lot of field goal opportunities and you know, was able to go and score at the rim. And even though he didn't shoot it great, he got a lot of opportunities, rebounded well, and more importantly, they're just so much better defensively having him back there lurking as a shot blocker, rim protector. So I don't know. Maybe they win that game without Yoli, but certainly not in the fashion that they did. They'd have to probably squeak it by. But with Yoli's such a great presence that they can go into a place like Stockton and come away with a big win like that. Well, and BYU's inside-outside game, I think, was showcased at Pacific. With Yoli down low and then BYU's ability to shoot from the perimeter, that's why everybody was and is so excited about this team. I mean, how do you defend that? It really is pick your poison because, look, if you shut down the Yoli down low, you've got TJ and you've got Barcelo and you've got Toulson that can kill you from the perimeter it, it really you can't defend both and i think that's what makes byu so dangerous yeah 
with without Yoli, you, you know, you look at the Gonzaga game, and they were able to really overplay. I mean, obviously, they got great athletes on the perimeter, but they could really focus on taking away Jake and TJ and their opportunities to even shoot a three. Can't do that with Yoli on the post. He's, he's going to draw so much attention, uh, and is such a good passer out of that. And uh, so if, you know, Jake... Jake's certainly capable of creating shots, but with Yoli on the floor, I mean, he can get double the three-point looks he had just because of the attention Yoli draws. And and Jake is so good. I mean, if he gets a little bit hot, look out. TJ's the same way. Uh, and, and so that, that inside out, that, that's what makes any good team really is the balance. And you have different guys that can score and multiple guys that can get hit threes. And uh, so it, it just makes it impossible, really, to game plan defensively. If you take away one thing, you're really opening up yourself up to some other aspect of that team. And, and with Yoli, they've got the complete balance, uh, that inside-outside attack. Without him, you know, teams can focus on getting the perimeter, taking out TJ, taking out Jake, and making it really hard for BYU. Uh, and so no question, Yoli is absolutely critical. If you're, talking again, talking about special teams and doing things you haven't done in, in several years, Yoli is really the guy that can make all of that happen. So let's hope he can knock on wood. He yeah. can stay stay healthy and not get suspended by the NCAA for some <laughs> weird thing. And if he can do that, I like BYU's chances. Let's focus on today's opponent, San Francisco. Historically, they have been a team that plays BYU very tough. Now, the Cougars overall have had success. San Francisco has won the last two. But this is a team that has always made things difficult for BYU. How do you think this year's San Francisco team stacks up to previous ones? Yeah, so I mean, obviously Frankie's gone, Frankie Ferrari. I mean, he was like he was like Ferrari in the Ford for versus Ferrari <laughs> movie before Ford built a nice car. I mean, they win it. They win. They're just they're, he just makes them win and saying makes he's them go Christian fast. Bale? Uh, no, I'm saying he's he's Enzo Ferrari who <laughs> makes really fast cars that are okay. hard to beat. Until a guy like Christian Bell. Let's let's compare Christian Bell to Jake Toulson. It's going to come and beat Ferrari. <laughs> anyway, he's gone. We butchered that analogy, but he's gone. But still, the thing that I worry about, Jason, is this is a team that beat BYU twice last year, as you mentioned. So a lot of these guys are thinking, you know, we can beat BYU. It's not, you know, we've done it. And in impressive fashion, and, you know, I look at the Merit Center. They're down 14 with eight minutes to go, and they beat BYU. That doesn't happen very often in the Merritt Center. So it's a confident team, a team that thinks they can win. Minland is is excellent. Uh, Rutino is the you know all-time three-point shooter here. Uh, just passed that up a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And it's a team that I think is very similar to BYU. They've, they've got – they shoot about the same number of threes, make it the same number of threes. Um, and, you know, Lowell is pretty pretty good, solid inside guy. But they, they've just got a lot of different guys – that can uh, make threes. I think four or five different guys have made over 23s for this team, so you can't really take away one specific thing. So I think this is a great, pretty evenly ma- matched up uh, game, and it should be a fun one here on the Hill this afternoon. All right, well, let's break it down then. Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to today's game, not tonight's game? Uh, well, San Francisco just does not win unless they make at least nine threes. And, uh, and you know, BYU is right around that number as well. I'm just going to go straight up. This is going to be a three-point shooting contest. Whoever shoots a higher percentage is going to win this game. He is Mark Durant. He is soon to be the grandfather of Zadarius Durant. We appreciate him <laughs> joining it. us. You hear that, George and Jordan, Dane? <laughs> 
You get, all, would... you get all the will money if you go to Zadarius. Either Zadarius or Mark. Either one of those I'll take. There we go. Mark, great stuff, man. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. All right, my homes. We'll see you. Thank you. Woo! There we go. A little over a week. We've got the Super Bowl with my Chiefs. Can't wait. But we're talking basketball right now. BYU, San Francisco. It's coming your way shortly. We'll go over some other scores from the uh, afternoon in college basketball. Plus, there's action going on at the Marriott Center as we speak. BYU women's basketball hosting Santa Clara. We'll update you on that score as well. It's Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU looking to go 2-0 on the week. Big game on the hilltop at War Memorial at the Sobrato Center, BYU and San Francisco. Right now at the Marriott Center, it is BYU women's basketball in action. They are hosting Santa Clara. That game in the just starting the second quarter, nine and a half minutes to go. BYU leading the Broncos now 16-9. Nice little layup there by Sarah Hampson. Cougars with the lead. We'll update you on that game throughout the afternoon. Other local action that has yet to tip off. Southern Utah on the road at Eastern Washington. That game will get underway at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Washington State will be at the Huntsman Center taking on the University of Utah at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. At 6 o'clock tonight, UVU on the road at Grand Canyon. Montana State will be in Ogden to face Weaver State at 7 o'clock. And the Utah State Aggies up in Logan hosting Colorado State. That game tipping off at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Top 25 games going on right now. Number three, Kansas leading Tennessee 11-9 with 10.40 to go in the first half. 15 minutes to go in the first half at Memphis. It is SMU trailing the Memphis Tigers. Tigers up 22-11. Some finals from earlier today. Number six, Louisville defeats Clemson 80-62. was number nine, Villanova winning at Providence 64-60. 14th ranked West Virginia defeats the Missouri Tigers 74 to 51. Number 16, Auburn defeats Iowa State 80-76. 21st ranked Illinois winning at Michigan 64-62. And 24th ranked Rutgers, three better than Nebraska at 75-72. Your West Coast Conference schedule for today, besides obviously BYU and San Francisco, San Diego hosting Santa Clara. Pepperdine will host Portland. St. Mary's in L.A. to take on LMU. And number two, Gonzaga in Spokane hosting the Pacific Tigers. And we mentioned somewhat of a, of a rarity, an afternoon game for BYU. Well, what's even more rare is we've got an afternoon home game for the Utah Jazz. The Jazz hosting Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll update you on that score throughout the afternoon. Coming up next, we'll get you to War Memorial at the Sobrato Center as we get you ready for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside War Memorial Gymnasium at the Sobrato Center in San Francisco for a Saturday matinee featuring the 15-6 BYU Cougars and the 14-6 Dons of San Francisco. It's another crucial conference clash as the Cougs play for the weekend road sweep. I am your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel. With me is my 23-season broadcast partner and the former Cougar hoopster, beloved BYU Ironman, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, we knew uh, coming into the weekend just how big a weekend it was. Uh, two games integral to BYU's poor-season portfolio. Uh, two road games against teams in the top tier of the WCC. And now it's a one-down, one-to-go after that thrilling Thursday win at Pacific. In the span of those ten closing minutes, the Cougars really put on a full display uh, of the entire array of weapons they have that have them right now kind of penciled into that field of 68. Man, that was fun to watch. I know you had a great time watching that. And you see BYU's like like a full reservoir of, of talent. And every once in a while that dam breaks. And it's like, man, look at what they can do. They've got so many weapons. Jake, of course, and Yoli uh, back. And it makes a big difference. TJ, I mean, you got three big-time scores there. And then you combine in Alex and Zach and Connor and Colby and Dalton. I mean, it's just a lot of weapons. And when they get it going, they can be very good, very fast. This, like you mentioned to me, this was the most important week of the season so far, Greg. And, and why I say that is if you want to be the one or two, if you want to be, you know, NCAA tournament team, you've got to win road games against the good teams in the conference. Maybe not the Gonzagas, but these types of teams – and if you could do that, then you, you're able to do what a lot of BYU teams have not done. So they took care of business on that first one. Another big one this afternoon here on the Hill. All right, short break now. Uh, the pregame thoughts of the other Mark, BYU head coach Mark Pope, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from San Francisco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are coming your way live from the Hilltop. War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco for BYU at USF. The Cougars have played very well here, winning seven of eight meetings since joining the WCC, but USF did beat BYU on this floor last year. The Dons have won back-to-back games over the Cougs after losing 11 straight in this series before last season's sweep. Time now for our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope. Brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And today, Coach Pope talks about the stark contrast in styles between Thursday's showdown in Stockton and today's setup in San Francisco. You know, this is a, this is a high-scoring offense. It really, really moves the ball. Uh, they don't live in isolation at all, really, maybe except for Midland a little bit. Um, they race the ball, you know, they boat race it down the floor with two really athletic guards, their starting point guard and their backup point guard. Um, play with unbelievable pace. Uh, so it's a, it's a big challenge. It's always a challenge to come play here, and it's a really good team we're playing tonight. And they're probably a little eager to, to race it up and down with somebody. They've played two really slow games the last couple. Yeah, you know, they, they, it, it is it is interesting. There's some grinded out teams, and there's some teams that want to get out and go. And uh, San Francisco certainly is built that way. You know, 20% of their possessions are transition possessions, which is second only to Gonzaga. 
at 23%. So they live in transition. Uh, they, they love transition at the rim uh, with, with uh, handling the ball and also rim runners. Uh, they love to pass head three. Uh, they love to play off drag screens, and really they just love to flow into their offense where it's just a drive and kick where they actually don't have to run anything. So that's familiar territory for us, but their their backcourt, is, especially their point guards, are so quick and athletic. It's going to really uh, challenge us. You know, we talk about those 52 seconds at Gonzaga a lot uh, where we gave up three transition layups in 52 seconds of game time on the clock. And, uh, you know, this gives us a chance to see if we've made some strides and improved since then. And it's going to be an important marker for us to see if we can handle these guys in transition. What are your recollections of games BYU played here with you on the bench in the past? Well, it's always incredibly competitive. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a unique gym, and it's an incredibly historic program when you think about uh, some of the all-time, all-time great basketball players in the history of the game that have come through this, come through this university. So uh, there's some, there's some, there's some mystique here, and and it seems like every single time we play here, it's a, it's a, it's a battle to the, to the waning moments of the game. How do you feel about your rotations and what you saw with Yoli back in the mix on Thursday night? Well, it just Yoli's so great for us because just it it just gives us a tiny bit of breathing room just with bodies, right? Um, you know, without him, uh, you're just holding your breath the whole time, saying, "Can we actually make it to the end of this game with 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 you know with at least one big on the floor?" Uh, so so that's a that's a big thing just just helping us with our depth and clearly I mean he's one of the best players in, in college basketball and so uh, his uh, his skill level and his ability is great and then the most impressive thing for me at Pacific was just his his uh, his locker room demeanor you know we we're sitting in a timeout uh, ten minutes into the game uh, we had started out not great and kind of come back and fixed ourselves and Yoli had just subbed out and he grabbed the team in the huddle and was just like guys we, we got to do better this is this is on me and this is on all of us we have to we have to put forth a better effort and then I felt like the next 30 minutes the guys really really were locked in it's it's rarely if never an effort issue with this team but it's just about being locked in and having that edge and uh, I was really, really impressed with his leadership uh, in that game, especially. And he got through with the finger okay, too. He said that was a good game for him, too, because of how aggressive they are. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was really worried about that. And, he, you know, he made it through with flying colors and, uh, you know, not too much swelling uh, yesterday. And um, so so that was a, that was big, I think, for his confidence and, and probably my confidence, too. Finally. It's been a long time since uh, Jeff Chapman set the record of BYU for consecutive starts at 122. Well, today's 123 for TJ Haas. Yeah, it's really, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, you know, especially when you look at somebody who's as little as he is for him to be this incredibly durable and this focused and this talented also. You don't start all those games in a row if you're not a, you know, if you're not an all-league player for four straight years. So in that sense, uh, over the long haul, he's just been an incredible model of, of great play and consistency. And he's meant so much to this university and, and uh, this program and, so we're happy for him tonight, and we, we want to honor that record with a win. And he could be in the career top ten and scoring by the end of the day too. So yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty remarkable. And he, uh, so um, you know, we got to make this a good day. All right, Coach Pope. Thank you. Good luck. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. 
With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from San Francisco, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside to the Hilltop War Memorial Gymnasium on the campus of the University of San Francisco. Today, the consummate, prototypical San Francisco day. Cold and foggy in the morning, clearing up just somewhat, but still that kind of misty, cool air and... uh, a hint of fog still. It's just a, it's, it's San Francisco. Unique, wonderful city. No it is question. tremendous. Well, today the BYU Cougars visiting the Dons of USF. Uh, BYU sitting in a second-place tie in the WCC standings, looking to create a little separation over USF and some others. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from Courtside. Jason Shepherds, our studio host. Our control board operator is Jack Bagley, assisted by Cole Wissinger. Our coordinating producer is, as always, Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. And our broadcast intern is Max Clark, back at BYU Radio. Coming to you live on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship, BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143, over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app and the BYU Radio app, plus at BYUCougars.com slash live radio and on BYURadio.org. You can also hear play-by-play archives and highlights posted on the BYU Basketball Podcast. Well, among the most impressive aspects of Thursday's big win at Pacific, right up there with Jake Toulson's 28-point explosion. Of course, we're talking about Yoli Child's 26 points and 9 rebounds. In his first game back after four games and almost three weeks away, got off to a bit of a slow start as he uh, worked the rust off his game and got that injured finger loosened up. But once he got going, he was his typical unstoppable self. And Mark, he's going to get even better still as we go. But clearly... He can take what's already a very good BYU team and help to make it great. Obviously, he brings a, a, a new dimension rebounding uh, defensively as a rim protector and an inside post presence, which can really give your team more options and depth and, and all those good things. But this is what Yoli does for me, Greg. And, you know, you look at this season, this team's done a very nice job, no question. They're a good team without him. But if you have Yoli Childs, you probably don't even get to overtime in the three overtime games because you had a lead and teams got back and tied it up. That doesn't happen with Yoli on the floor. He'll get the easy buckets for you. He'll get points when you're in droughts. So that doesn't even happen. You look at home to San Diego State. You got a big lead in the in the first in the second half. They probably don't come back if you've got Yoli Childs on the floor. And and even even in games that you win, you're up 20. Teams get back into it. Teams don't get back into the game when Yoli's on the floor. He just makes a difference. Such, such a, an amazing player. Adds a whole new dimension to an already good team. 
Coming up after this short break, we'll get the view from the San Francisco sideline as we hear from USF head coach Todd Golden. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from San Francisco, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's 15-6, BYU 4-2 in the WCC, visiting 14-6, USF, the Dons 3-3 in league. San Francisco playing for a third straight win over the Cougs, however. They swept BYU last season, including a 19-point win here on the Hilltop. BYU 7-1 in this building since joining the WCC. There have been some wild ones, high-scoring games, nail-biters, generally very entertaining games played here in the WCC's smallest venue. BYU and USF among the best offensive teams in college basketball. Both teams very three-point dependent. Both teams can run, up, run it up and down a little bit. USF coming off two slowdown games with LMU and St. Mary. So a short time ago, I asked a USF head coach Todd Golden if he and his guys may be looking forward to a little more up-tempo style of play here today. We've been a different team, you know, over the course of the year. We, we were playing faster early, and uh, once the competition started getting a little better, it, I think it suited us to, to slow it down and, and get more of a defensive and rebounding lineup out there. And that, that's kind of a product of that. And LMU definitely tried to slow it down. And as you know, St. Mary's is a grinded-out half-court team, even though they're really efficient. So uh, a little of that was just kind of the teams that we were playing. But, you know, I think because we're playing a little more defensive at the four, that's going to happen a little bit. So a couple of extreme cases, perhaps, because of opponent, as you just noted. Now, with BYU, this could be a game where both teams want to get up and down a little bit. Fair to say? Or? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, they're, they're fantastic offensively. When I say them, BYU, they're incredibly efficient. They shoot the ball as well as nearly any team in the country. And, and where they're really, really tough is they just pass the ball so well. They move it quick. They're unselfish. And they have five guys out there that can score at any given time. They're, they're really good. But, yeah, I agree. I think on our own floor, hopefully we can play with a little bit of tempo, a little bit of pace. And, and I know that Coach Pope and their team, they're not going to back away from that. They're going to try to get up and down as well. And as opposed to the game BYU just played in Stockton, they say in, they see in USF a team that's much more three-point reliant, kind of like BYU. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is uh, teams with similar, similar mentalities offensively, I think, a little bit. And uh, we want to – get the defense in rotations and then share the ball and get open threes and uh yeah I, I think the team that shoots the ball better today will have a, have a good chance to win and uh you know yoli basically byu's main three is just so tough you know yoli tj and uh and jake you know toolston those guys are they're monsters and uh if we can do a good job containing them we'll have a chance but if, if we can't it's going to be really tough to beat these guys when this game tips off Half of the guys on the floor will be career thousand-point scorers. The three you just mentioned, and then your guys, uh, Rotino and Minlin. Yeah, no, it's a lot of uh, a lot of accomplished players in this game, and, and I think it's it's on a macro level the league is as good as it's ever been. And uh, this is the best BYU team they've had since uh, we've been back in the league over the last four years, and I think we're we're pretty close to the best we've had. And, uh, you know, this, there's no nights off. You know, we go from playing in Moraga on Thursday to having to come try to defend our home court against a top 25 team. It's not easy to do. Uh, you have to have a lot of will. You have to have a lot of belief. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge today. But, you know, we've been playing pretty well, and I'm hoping that we can continue. Uh, a thumbnail or two maybe on the scout with Yoli Childs in the lineup. The, you know, they're different. They're a lot different. Yoli uses a lot of possessions. Uh He's more, you know, Jake can get in the situation where he's kind of isoing in the post a little bit, but Yoli really is the one isolation guy who 
you know, we'll, we'll take multiple dribbles in the post and, and try to score over guys. So it kind of makes him a little different, a little different way to cover him. we got to keep him off the glass, you know, and when he's in there, you know, Kobe and Dalton are, are much tougher to guard also because, you know, they're quicker and they, they get on the glass as well. And it just gives him another element. But, uh, we, you know, we're going to live with Yoli scoring twos a little bit. You know, you gotta you got to kind of pick your poison against these guys. They have so many different ways to beat you. But if we can make him finish tough twos overhand, we think that will be our best chance to guard them in the half court. Beyond that, what's something else on your to-do list today that you think has to get done to get the result you want? We, we have to do a good job on TJ, you know, on, on Haas. we got to keep him from getting to his left hand. Or, sorry, to get into his right hand. we got to keep him left. He's a, you know, he's a veteran player. He's, he played a lot of minutes for these guys, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he's just a fantastic player going downhill, going right. He can make those tough floaters. He can stop and pop it. He can really pass out of his right hand. He can, you know, throw the lobs, throw the, what we call the shake passes back out to the shooters. And uh, I think if you can keep him left, he's still very good, but he's not as good as he is going right. So really just kind of keeping these guys uncomfortable, taking them away from what they want to do and, and just trying to make them beat us that way. Whether or not you're aware, TJ today sets the BYU record for career consecutive starts. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like he's been here since yeah. I was in high school, so uh, that's not a surprise. And uh, he, he's been a great piece of their program. He's a great player. Obviously, their family uh, has been a big part of BYU basketball, dating back to his brother playing there. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to be happy when he's graduated. Coach, thanks for your time in the preview. We'll see you back in Provo. Yeah, thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate it. All right, that's USF head coach Todd Golden. Really enjoyed that conversation. Time now for our UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's today's BYU basketball trivia question. TJ Hawes has made a three-pointer in 16 straight games. It's pretty good. That's tied for the eighth longest single-season streak in BYU Hoops history. Who has BYU's longest ever single-season three-point streak? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, so getting you set for BYU and USF in this Saturday midday matinee. Here's the answer in today's UB the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Who has BYU's longest single-season three-point streak? TJ's at 16 games. That's not the longest. Mark, what do you think? It seems like the answer is always chased for this, but I'm going with Jimmer, the all-time leading three-point makes at BYU. Jimmer Fredette's the answer. 28 straight games. Final word before tip-off next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Mark Durant, very quickly, what can you add to the fact that T.J. Haas today starts his 123rd consecutive game for BYU? Amazing. Whatever the Haas DNA is that allows he and Tyler and Marty never miss games, really remarkable that those three guys are at the top of the list for most most starts, most games. Amazing. Tip-off of BYU and USF next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.